cannot believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 59. My name is Stevie Kicks, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And you know I can't do it alone. With us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, just say no to Jats. His blue biff is going to stick playing the jizz. <laughs> John Rodriguez. What's up, man? How man. are you? If people don't know what you're talking about, that it's, could have been. What's the news? Very... It's I've got it in. It's in the news. We'll get oh, that. I, I know what he's talking oh. about, but it's very specific, controversial. But it's also very mm-hmm. controversial, right? Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're sticking to the jizz, John. Um, how oh, are you, man? I am jizztastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> As um, they say in the Star Wars universe, jizztastical. <laughs> Statistical. I don't. I don't want to cut you off. So, go ahead. Oh uh, no! I, I'm. I'm. After that, I mean, this intro you came up with has left me practically speechless. So you can move on. <laughs> All right. Next up, this is my partner Donut Holstein, but you can call him Ramy Shannaday. How are you, dude? <laughs> Hello. I was. I. You caught me a little bit off guard because I was just expecting there to be at least one more intro there before you got to me. But uh, I'm good. Good week? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in a better mood this week than I was last week, and I'm not having technical difficulties, so that's going to be good. You're I back in your natural natural habitat. I'm back in my my happy place, yes. We talked about that a little bit, right? Like, I mean, you're allowed to have an off day, an off week. I think, I think so many of us put the pressure on ourselves that we have to be on. We have to be, like, on all the time, and no, nah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I... I I had been away from home for several days in a row. I was at work in a hotel. The the Wi-Fi sucked. I wasn't feeling good in the first place. It had been a long day. And like, I, even like when I've got these big social gathering things at work, like that drains my, I've only got a limited amount of social energy per day and that sucked it all out of me. So like by the time it was time to record, I was like, um, I'm done. <laughs> Some days are better than others in that regard. So yeah, Rami, you just got to throw that hot bubble bath. Put on some Adele, sip, sip some tea. Exactly. There you go. Boil some chili. That that too. <laughs> well, it's good to have you Lest back in your, your natural habitat, and uh, looking forward to a good show. Um, he's finally outgrew his teenage awkwardness. Or, or did he? I don't know. Yo, Lara, how are you, man? I'm forever. What, what am I, 12? Forever 12. Forever young. We, oh, we yeah. grow old. We don't grow up. 
A hundred percent accurate. Yes. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing well. Uh, it was cool to see you all this weekend. Um, yes. it, it seems like forever ago, but it was just this last weekend for the heroes and villains pop up, pop shop, pop first pop up, right? They've ever done pop, pop up, pop up shop, shop. pop, 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 Popinopolis shop. It was, it was really amazing. Um, to see you guys in our season one kit, which we haven't done in forever. Yeah. Um, it still fits. It still looks good. <laughs> it still looks good, dude. No, I mean, yeah, it looks good. I don't know if it still fits. Nah. Had had I had the the Velcro popping. It was popping every which way. <laughs> well, there's like a difference every time, between maintenance and fit every, fitting. Every time I would walk, it'd be. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah, but you got it dialed in because your ass wasn't falling off. Mm. That's true. Um, yeah. it, it didn't feel good to have the Velcro popping. Uh, but, man, it felt good to be trooping season one with you guys. Like, it really felt good. It's a good-looking mm-hmm. kit, man. We we put so much attention yeah. in season they two. Look good. It, was, it was still fresh in our minds. We're like, damn. They just look red. solid. And I, I forgot my bicep because one of my biceps is in my season two oh. kit nobody oh. noticed and then i forgot my <laughs> boots because my boots are also in my season two kit but my new that boots we <laughs> weren't in my bin but thankfully ramey ramey came to the rescue 3d printed some boots right there on the spot <laughs> yep <laughs> just big nozzled it the big, out the big nozzle lets you do that <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, step aside, boys. Real man coming through. Apropos that Stevie Kicks would forget his shoes, right? Right. right. The irony. But thank you, Ramy. Were, were those like cosplay shoes, or they were just like your everyday? No, those are like work boots. Right? No, so yeah. no, so actually, so those are going to be my short trooper boots. I've just been wearing them because a, they're kind of cool, and b, I want to just get some natural weathering on them. So I've just oh, been wearing. I've just I been wearing we- them. I put weathering in them. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Stank uh, them up. The, the I I've got Lysol. It's fine. Yeah, but honestly, like I mean, <laughs> you were ta- talking about maybe wearing your your uh, sneakers. <laughs> I was like, dude, <sighs> you can't. Like, I was so close. I was so have. close to doing that. You're gonna wear Jordan? No, you shouldn't. Why have. not? Yeah, dude, nah. it was nothing but, uh, official. But it was really cool to see the folks at Heroes and Villains. So shout out to Heroes and Villains. They have some really cool stuff. Um, Ahsoka gear, because the show is hot right now. Um, picked up a couple of things for the wife. Uh, they have some really cool, like, over-the-shoulder satchel type stuff. So, yeah, that was cool. And then I did a troop that morning. So it was a really long day. I did a TK troop oh. uh, for an Alzheimer's walk thing in San Diego. That wrapped up. Then I had to drive all the way up there to see you guys. Ate some sushi at the end of the day. Saw oh. BK and some really cool people. It was a good day. It was a good day. Yeah. It was Always. a good day. Yeah. Um, we ran into one of our listeners. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce the 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 handle. It's I, I, I Shrow. Oh, Eric? Yeah. 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 Eric was there. Um, yep. He... He made us uh, a special batch of death sticks. Dude, Eric's uh, cool. The candy. Oh, I never got it. Oh, sorry. I wanted to eat one. Steven has them all. But dude, yeah, yeah Eric, I'll Eric's see you cool, Saturday. Bring some Saturday. It's always cool to oh, see him. Gone. Joe, speaking of... Oh, damn. All right. Joe, are you what? coming to the SoCal Garrison uh, photo 
thing on Saturday? Mm-mm. No, I'm no. not part of SoCal Garrison, bro. What garrison are you? Imperial, Imperial Sands. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. John. This is the part where I'm supposed. This is the part where I'm supposed to be snarky and point out that that used to be a squad in Southern California Garrison, but right. we're so many years past that, it's not even a joke anymore. Damn. So, yeah. yeah. I don't get that joke. All I know is my my. It was before my time. Sands. Yeah. Garrison. No, we love our friends in San Diego. Yes. Come on, guys. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm. Just, right. Should still come for the for the Bad Batch photo. That, yeah, Ooh. that's. He's like, for the, no, probably that's, a, that's a long haul. No, I'm gonna be you in have Vegas. to be here at 9 a.m. It's not that bad. I'm gonna be in Vegas. Oh. So, so you know, in Vegas, the, they have the the sphere, this big ass ball. Yeah, the Death Star yes. thing. Yeah, the, the Death, Death Star. Star. I'm gonna be inside Thanks, of it on Saturday. Mm. It's a concert venue, right? Yeah, you two's performing, and not only this Saturday, Whoa. but I'm going back again the next weekend to watch them again the following Saturday. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you, so you four? Uh, yes. Ultimately, <laughs> it'll be you four. You you four? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to us four today. Correct. Right. Yeah, Shout I'll out make to Brian. Yeah, He's I'll sitting in a Brian. tree. Sitting in a tree literally right now. Eating hey. store-bought jerky. K-I-L-L-I-N-G. Looking for a deer. But not looking. seeing one. Looking. Uh, what, did you pick up? looking. what did you pick up for your wife, Joe, at the pop-up? Um, so it's like an over-the-shoulder satchel thing, like a soca bag, like a little tiny... Oh, was that the one with a little thing for like, like a little for, pocket for paraphernalia? Yeah. It looked like maybe there's a small, uh, yeah, that's a weird word. It, it, like, like a small <laughs> little bag for ear pods. And then, and then there's another one mm. that maybe fits your large phone. I guess but you could got, put ear pods in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's got like, full, like the fulcrum type emblems on it. They did a really good job. And then also, um, the Sabine armor appearance looking sweatshirt with a hoodie, it's but it's kind of like a crop top type thing. It looks really cool. So, yeah, it looks I, I good. I picked up I picked up the um, the Sabine ombre shirt. The it's not not the one that looks like armor. I know which one uh, you're talking about. But it's the just, lighter it just fade. brown one. It's yeah. thin, yeah. really thin uh-huh. and nice yeah. and soft. Yeah, it's thin, but it has like these really like uh, small leather patches on the arm, which is nice. Yeah, uh, and then um, got her the chopper, the <laughs> chopper shirt. With the like the the colors on the sleeve, it looks very, it's very seventies, very seventies vintage look. Yeah, yeah. They they do uh, some really good work, man. Shout out to those guys; they're awesome. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And then they hooked us up with uh, some exclusive uh, pop up shirts, which I love. I love their new design with the uh, the skull. I went yeah. through like a skull phase. Like, well, I mean, it's also like, very bad batch, very yeah. bad batch. Oh, that makes sense. Um, subtle nod to us because they like us the best. Of course they do. <laughs> I mean, why would you not? Duh. It actually, it actually seems like they do. <laughs> no, like they really, they really are super do. cool though. Yeah. We we were chatting with them a lot. Uh, and then we did Pabu afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. And John didn't like the way we put our dishes away, but whatever. <laughs> it was too loud for him. You guys were you guys were throwing them, dude, acting like. <laughs> Children, bah, bah, bah. causing a commotion. People are looking at us over the tables. Crazy. But they're fine. They'll get over it. And it, I, but it looked like I was doing it because I was the one right next to the thing. So it's just like ah, I'm like Meanwhile, my hands are up. Just, that's right. I'm not the one doing you. this. Yeah, they're like bah, smashing them in there. Damn. What are the dad match, man? Come on. 
That's what have we ever fought Cor- warriors? Never. <laughs> um, did you guys watch anything uh, cool over the weekend? Or Ahsoka? No, no movies. No, yeah, no. nothing. Nothing. Nope. Uh, we started watching um, Wrexham. Is that is that what it's called? The Wrexham thing with uh, Ryan Reynolds and oh. Rob McElhinney. Oh, man. No, I want to see it. Is it good? Wrexham it's like AFC. A right? It's more riveting than probably soccer really is. Damn. So. <laughs> You're going to hurt John's Don't feelings. Don't go there, dude. bro. Don't go there. Dude, anything it's riveting. That know. means you like you like the footy. Well, dude, they don't I show love, any. They don't show the foot the footy. Yeah, but and, they talk about it enough for you to like it. You're, it's good. We got it. <laughs> Understood. No, but it, it's a good show. Uh, uh, we're just on season one, so I, there's two seasons of it. Um, nice. And it's like it's, it's, it's like watching too, right. It's a feel yeah, good it's story. Like, it's basically watching like the real life adaptation of Ted Lasso. It's like a success so. story. The, so right, yeah. right now there's no success. We're only halfway through the first season, so <laughs> they still suck. <laughs> okay, but that's a good show. Uh, and then yeah, we're just we're gearing up. Oh, we started a, a rewatch of Loki season one because Loki Ooh. season two comes out next week. Already? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Well, the Ahsoka finale is next up. week. <laughs> oh, so sad. Next Tuesday and then next that's Wednesday crazy. is like Loki. There hasn't, there hasn't happened enough yet. Dude, after this last episode, we'll get into it. But it seems like there needs to be more than just one episode left. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Right. That, that's be, exactly like, what I mean. <laughs> there's, there's got to be more than one more episode. Or, or, getting, or they're they're cliffhanging it for season two. Obviously, I'm getting that's what's yeah. Happen. I'm getting nervous that they're gonna cliffhanger it to be to be continued. And then I'm also getting yeah. nervous because I don't know what's next. Like, what's next for Star Wars? You know, maybe we'll get into that uh, in the news later. Dude, I wouldn't mind to be continued. Maybe. Because that means there's more. Uh, I can. Okay. Wait for the news. We'll, 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 <laughs> well, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to rep your support for the show, pick up some Tiki Batch yoga pants at the dadbatch.com. <laughs> Joe, pick up some yoga pants. Okay. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on what? I'm going to go first this week. I never get to go first on these. Hey, Steve, go first. Go. I am just my mind is completely blown away with this new printer from Creality, the the K1 Max. Oh. I am printing so many pieces per day. I am not used to this with with traditional FDM 3D printing where it's like you got to wait like one or two days for like one piece. This machine is just blowing through pieces like it, it, it's crazy. I just this since this morning, right now it's six o'clock uh, uh, Pacific time. At eight o'clock this morning, I set it to print two elbows for Paz Vizsla, hand plates, and a shoulder, and it's all done. So, Damn. in less than in less than a week, I've printed his entire upper torso, everything from the belt up, 
including gauntlets. Uh, and then he's got that extra flamethrower thing that goes on his left gauntlet. So that's essentially like three gauntlets worth. Uh, I printed his knees, uh, the shin, the, the, the ankle spats or whatever. So the only things left that I have to print for Paz are the, the two thighs and the tooth and the two shins. And that's it for the body. And then of course the jetpack. but I'm, I'm thinking about printing the jetpack in one solid piece on, on my, uh, CR 10 max. Cause the way that the files I have, it's like each piece of the jetpack is, is, uh, segmented, like broken up for, for smaller printers. But if I have a bigger printer, why not print the whole thing in one shot? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So there's that. I'm just absolutely loving this printer. Um, I still, I'm, I'm taking every time that there's a print that comes off, I take some video of it for some B roll. I'll put my review out of the printer, uh, uh, very soon. Cause I want everyone to see just how good this printer is. It, I cannot stress enough how good this printer is guys. There's like a, a, a little control panel for it, uh, through the slicer. So normally I would use like simplify 3d. Uh, this one came with Creality print, which I think is just like a rebrand of Kura. Kira. <laughs> Kura is where we eat sushi. Kura is a sushi place. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Kira. Uh, but so there's like this little controller where you just like, um, you send the print to the printer wirelessly and then you can see the camera on your computer. So That's it's crazy. completely, completely hands-free. Um, so I was going to ask a question. So, so I'm guessing like most of the, like Ender and most of the Creality printers and most printers in general run some flavor of Marlin, which is kind of the underlying op operating system. And, and we know that Marlin works fine with the standard slicing software. So does this, does can you use the standard slicing software and like, what is, do you know what's running on the machine itself? So the printer itself is running Clipper. Okay. Which is like the new hotness in yeah. 3d printing. And that's what the bamboo runs too, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, so it's running Clipper, but the thing is you could use, uh, like there's a, a, a third party software called Orca slicer. Uh, I've heard really good things about Orca slicer for just all, all printers. Um, see, and that's the thing it's with these printers, uh, they're just spitting out, they're just reading G code. And so all the, all the brains of your print, it's coming from the slicer. Right. Right. It's just executing instructions. It's, there's an Arduino board inside the printer, at, at yeah. least in mostly old older ones. And it's just literally, it's like a 3d version of that old, like turtle programming language that you used to play with in grade school, like when they'd had the Apple twos in the computer mm -hmm. lab and you were literally just moving it, you know, how many pixels to up and down and left and right. And, and yeah. you're, mm -hmm. you're controlling in addition to the left and right and up and down, you're controlling the Z axis and an extruder. And that's about it. There's nothing I've, else going on. I've mentioned, I've mentioned how fast this printer is uh, before. It's like 600 millimeters a second. There's you a new printer. video. It's pretty fast. Yeah. There's, there's a new printer that hit the market. Uh, what? I don't think it's out yet. It's called the Piopoli Magneto. No. This caught my attention. This caught my attention this week because it 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 doesn't use belts. It uses magnets. Magneto. I know, guys. 
It doesn't use belts. It uses a row of electromagnets to move the print head. And because of that, since there's no belt, there's no friction. Uh, there's because there's no friction. It it says, I don't know if this is the right number, twenty two thousand millimeters per second. No way, that sounds excessive. What is it? A freaking railgun? Ah. A rocket. <laughs> it says that it it prints at around fifteen hundred millimeters per second. Maximum acceleration twenty two thousand millimeters a second. 1.21 gigawatts. It's like light gotta, speed, yeah. I want to see this in action because, yeah. <laughs> you blink and it's done. 3, yeah. 3D printing has come come so far in in such a small amount of time. Have you seen that printer that prints uh. meat? <laughs> they, they got some, some ground sushi. fish and it printed out like a piece of tuna. And it looked like tuna, but like, why would you do that? You're just taking tuna, grinding it up, and it squirts out. And then out making tuna. A block of tuna. Is that I how it get... works? Yeah. Well, that's, it was an article. I read it. It's like, it's, it one. was dumb. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the trial list for the early, early trial list for, um, for the vintage sushi gosh. makers. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, for the, for the lab grown salmon. So they, <sighs> they actually take like the salmon eggs. And mm-hmm. then they fertilize it in a lab, and then they grow the meat. So they're not okay. actually growing; they're not growing the whole fish. An animal is not being just harmed. grow the meat. They're literally it's just growing just the meat. the salmon fillet, the edible bit, right? But they're saying that it's like it's Better. identical. It, it's sushi. Like I'll they're be serving the judge it as sushi. I'm eating so. that. I'll try it. I'll try it. Damn. I'll eat it. Um. Yeah. Other things on my workbench, uh, I got my Jabba the Hutt uh, Palace from Hasbro. Uh, oh, just oh, chef's kiss to that playset. It's like when you're opening the box, it's like, tell me that you're a HasLab without telling me that you're a HasLab. Because like, you open the box, and then every other accessory within the box is in its own box. They, they, they figured out the whole packaging thing for star wars people like they know that that's as much a part of it as anything else yeah it's good um other than that that's that's all i got i can go really quickly because i don't have much um so machine let me get this right machine uh craft replicas um sent me this this is boba's rocket that thing's fire dude this thing is all aluminum it's been made specifically for the book of Boba, except for, you know, I, I reached out to them and they sell, um, they sell, they sell this, but what I'm really trying to get at is I need to, I need to etch out for the book of Boba, these little details here. And so I reached out to our friend Meganeth, who has a friend who's really good at borrowing, um, fresh designs. And so Meganeth last weekend when I was up, Hanging out with you guys. He came up. We saw him. But Sunday, he was testing um, cutting aluminum. So I just need to find time to meet with him so he can we can etch out those little details. There's there's like little rectangular, like semi-rounded rectangular details carved into the back of that, around that cylinder, that flat part there's, of the cylinder right four, there, right? Yeah, there's four rectangles that are supposed to be burrowed right into here. Nice. And just posted, right on, the top. on his story, like a sample piece that, that his friend did, and it looked really good. 
it looks really good. So yeah. and, and honestly, it doesn't have to be. If if that's if that's the level, I'm 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 good. Like you're good. This, this is gonna be really good. But yeah, but so I'm slowly slowly assembling some pieces. And what's cool is that Machinecraft replicas. They do, this is the only. I think they only have two of these. They, they don't sell this. They just had it available. And and when they were making the show, they were kind of supplying the parts that made it on the show. And the ones that are on the show, uh, this is the only metal piece. And this 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 shaft piece is is resin. Uh, they, they decided they wanted to keep it lighter. I'm sorry, and I lost the audio for a second. What was that? The shaft. <laughs> they wanted the shaft to be lighter. The I wanted. I wanted the shaft to be heavy and firm. Oh, okay. He wanted the, the it to be more dense. Yes. And the show wanted it to be less dense. We're talking yes. about your rocket. This yep. rocket. Okay. The one in his hand that he won't let go. (laughs) It's weighty. Put that down. Let it go. Stop wiggling it in front of the camera. But it was cool to to see. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I just couldn't hear you speak about your shaft. But you were saying that they only had two of them? It sounds like they only had two. Sounds like they only had two. So they sent one to Iron. Is it Iron Horse? The ones that did the. Uh... Iron Head? Iron Head. Iron Head, yeah. Iron Head, yeah. And they said, no, it's too heavy. Oh. And so this was just basically sitting in some sort of drawer. That's the best, though. I, so... I love those deals. Sorry. No, sorry. Keep going, John. No, no, I, I was just saying, those are the best kinds of come-ups, because you can like be talking to someone, because you'll, you'll talk to them, like, yo, do you guys still offer this or that? Be like, no, man, we stopped offering that years ago. But hold on, give me a minute. And they come back, and they're like, I found this. It's That's been exactly sitting in the drawer happened. for two years or whatever. Yeah, if you want, send, you know, boom. And then all of a sudden, you have this, like, basically one-of-a-kind piece. One-of-a-kind piece, yeah. That, you know, it, beautiful. I'm going to repeat back my understanding of the situation because I still don't think that you're like making it crystal clear enough for people. Like the manuf the, the person who made these thing made two of them. They sent one to the show. <laughs> the show's like, no, we're going to use something a little different and, and like used part of it. And, instead and of that's the, whole the other one. And the other one that they got. That's so, the other one. So number yeah. two of two. <laughs> one, of, one of two was sent to the show <laughs> to be used on screen and you are holding the other one. Yes. <laughs> and it's yours. Yeah. And you're going to modify it to make it more accurate to what you are doing uh, costume-wise. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's a small little feature that doesn't exist on, on all the other Bobas that you ever see in Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, anywhere else. Even in The Mandalorian, it's different. The Book of Boba has this small feature here, and Meganeth and his friend are going to help me. David is going to help me. You're not going to modify that actual one, are you? Yeah, Yeah, we're going to cut into this one. But but, he's going to CNC into it. But it's one of a kind. It will be even more so. It's going to be even more so. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be one of one once he's done with it. Yeah. Okay. I trust David. That's why you can't mess it up. Yeah. He's not going to mess it up. David and his friend, dude, his friend. That's why he's testing it. He's he's testing the cut on another piece of metal. All right, David. So much pressure. If you mess this up, you owe me a jetpack. Wow. I didn't say that. All right. That's what I heard. Um, I trust David. It'll be fine. I'll go next. Uh, 
I haven't been doing too much uh, out of the out of the normal. Uh, just getting helmets out and casting certain things, and uh, I have to cast some things in rubber next. So I'm gonna be doing that the remainder of the week. Uh, I have a few set of shoulders to make. Um, and I painted in rubber now, man. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's the future. That's the future of of costume. Yeah. Well, I wish I had molds for other items like knees or like gauntlets or something because that would be cool to do in rubber, I think. Um, but the shoulders are, are cool also. You can bump into things and cause people bump into you and, and a lot at conventions. And I don't know. It's a cool option, I think. And, and they paint pretty well. So um, there's more pros than anything. So, uh, But yeah, so I've got a few of those to make. But uh, I did paint my Bith alien that I've had for a minute. It's, it's blue. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's, not, it, he's it's kind breath. of like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's been underwater for a while. <laughs> but, um, you gotta, you gotta pucker your lips a little bit. So you, yeah, there well, you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't want to do the traditional paint job cause he looked like kind of like, like what Joe was just doing. <laughs> So I I was like I'm gonna try to do like an ice planet variant because the the real the real uh idea was because uh the Mon Calamari have a few different uh variations. There's a white version and there's a blue version and then there's like the traditional brown with spots version. So I was like, well, why can't why can't the Bith have another color? You know? So I was like, all right, let me do like a like an ice planet version, but I want him to be a bad like sort of biker gang type of dude that's that's what i'm gonna try to build around that's the idea that's the, that's the plan we'll see and Ramy Ramy might get involved we'll see he's got he's got nothing, something nothing might about it i got i got this <laughs> i got this thing which is he's got oh my god crazy so this is silicone which is different so i mm, right. we're gonna have, we're gonna have to figure out what do i need to do differently to paint this compared to what you've done although i'm not gonna go quite as crazy as you are but i i'm thinking i want to kind of go in with some greens and just add some a little just a well, little yours bit is color. painted just to so people know yours <laughs> is technically quote-unquote painted mine was raw it was just the color of yes. the latex this just has yours a is wash. like a brown yeah it's got a wash over the normal because the latex is, or sorry, the silicone is is the color of the underlying skin on this one. So yeah, but but like if you wore that, you could still get away with it. it it's not raw. It's not raw. Like it's not completely. It's got paint on it. It's got something on it. I don't raw. know. Anyway, that's it. I think uh, I, I got a couple Balin pieces. I got the the little closures, the snaps, or not the snaps, but you know the little closures from the back. And um, that's it. That's all I got. So, John, question for you. So yep. you've got these these rubber shoulder bells. Would you yep. do rubber gauntlets? I mean, w- would I? Sure, yeah. If someone was like, I have this mold, and I want to make rubber versions of the stuff I usually cast, I'd say, heck yeah, bring them or let's do it. Because, <laughs> like, I just... It when we're like when we troop together, we're you know we're always banging into each other and everything. Like, but it's, it's always the, it's the doggone gauntlets that kind of because that's your arms and it's the most that clark, or your clark. shoulders or and that's what we're always banging into each other with. So like the rubber gauntlets would be interesting because right, and like you can make them. That's what we're banging certain, into the most. 
the the hundred percent from at least I have I've decently big hands and and I can fit my hands through the closed version of like the grade eight files, mm. or, or or even like you know fit my hand through it somehow um, without having to open anything. And so I was like, dang, maybe I could do something like that where it's just closed. You don't even have to open them up. You can just boop pop your hand through. That'd be and, nice. You don't have to you worry about saying? a shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the the connection on rubber, I feel like it's a little not complicated, but it's kind of a pain in the butt if you have to do Velcro or if you have to, because it's a bit flimsy and it's not perfect, you know. And if it's rubber, especially, it's it's not lined up exactly the way you'd want it to be. But if yeah. it was one piece, you'd be done, you know. So um, I'm not against it, and I might even look into it a little bit, but um, not 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 going to do that this minute eventually we'll see but yeah that's it though that's that's a, oh no yeah you're talking not me okay you you can keep going i know i was asking i was asking a question so i bang in it, rubber it, <laughs> it, it uh it dovetailed into what you were talking about so i was just asking a question um all right so i need to fix chopper he had a little bit of a incident at the event the other day oh, it was yeah. actually kind of good because like he so his front wheel broke off and so he started tipping forward and he was facing somebody that was in a chair that was sitting right next to me and so the dude literally like put his foot up and just caught chopper from falling and so i, and I was right there so i was that able could to have been him. bad yeah. Have, yeah he would have he would have been face face down on the on the concrete which would have messed up his paint for sure but um that piece needed to be replaced anyways the the bracket that was holding his foot was 3d printed and it just it it needed to be redone. So I'm going to redo it in wood. I know exactly what I need to do. Like a little um, small wooden cylinder piece, right? The little Yeah, and I th- I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to model and print just a, a a sleeve that'll go over the wood that can be painted and cleaned up so that it <laughs> You're the one that laughed at that one. I'm just saying. Um you, you not, said that the, not that the chat the not that the chat wouldn't have gone there on their own anyways, but All right. That sorry, way the, the, my my audio cut out. What'd you say? Uh you you can watch the recording later. <laughs> So that way I can paint that piece and uh, it won't look, it won't look like it's wood once it's done. So, um, yeah, otherwise, otherwise trying to keep up with John and his alien painting thing. I, well, I haven't painted anything. I went as far as getting the mask out of storage and that was so it. So the physical location where, cho- where you're going to put this wood is the right place anatomically for Chopper. Yeah. So what John and I are talking about doing with these alien masks <laughs> Is doing like remember the in the book of Boba Fett? Remember the in the book of Boba should. Fett, there was that Kintan Striders gang that came in and like they were like they had the jackets and they were basically like a they bike. They kind of cool. They yeah. Really yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So we kind of want to do our own spin on that, and then we'll roll into like scum and villainy. Yeah, we're gonna be called the Glizzy Gang, right, Raymond? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dude, Boba tore them up, dude. Or Bo- Boba, Boba tore them up. Them up. Yeah. That's right. Yep. But there's got to be more, right? For every gang on one side of town, there's another one on the other side of town. So it's they got to be the rival gang, right? Yeah. It's true. So the Bloods and the Crips. That's, that's kind of the, the vibe we're going for. This'll and then the, we can just go crazy. This will be the mods and the droids. Mm. And the glizzy gang. The glizzies. Yeah. I was already trying to... I, I came up with some good ideas of little details to add to that costume. Oh, and stuff. I'll be playing a, the jizz theme. I'll be like... No, it's not right. called that. They've got a new name for it, but we'll get in, we'll get into that in the news. Well, it's called yeah. jizz. It's is always it official? Cool. The change? We'll get it. We'll get into that in the news. <laughs> I want my news. Um, 
Oh, what else? Uh, I, I've been playing with... I, so I have a bunch of vacuform B-pull parts that I got from Kevin Weir at one of his B-sales um, for a shore trooper. And mm. I, I've since gone and painted... Or sorry, printed all the same parts. So I don't need to use these vacuform parts. And they were all, they were all kind of really bad anyways. But... We see, as we see these post-imperial mandos in the show have all kinds of like TK and short trooper parts all over them. So I'm going to look at uh, maybe building something with these and just a few other pieces, kind of stuff that I already had mm -hmm. to build a suit around that orange helmet that I showed off a couple weeks ago. So um, I think that I'm going to keep it so that the, the helmet's the only part that's orange. It's not like I'm going to build an entirely orange mando. Um, this, is, this thing's going to literally just be... Like I walked through a junkyard and just picked up all the random stuff I could find. So colors be damned. That's it. This just in crosshair reports. We just saw a bunch of turkeys. That's it. I just wanted to put that out there. Is it turkey season? No, it's not turkey season. So you can't. Yeah. Damn. I just wanted to tell them to quit live streaming our show. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. Uh, so Star Tours, uh, let's take a little journey down memory lane. So Star Tours debuted at Disneyland in 1987. Uh, then in 2011, they did a major overhaul um, where they gave us what they're now calling Star Tours The Adventures Continue, which um, is where you kind of get that, instead of it being the same journey every single time, now there's an intro and then two or three different segments that they will randomly piece together so that I think there's like 50 some odd combinations or something. Like there's even an app that you can get right? That will let you track which combinations you've seen and keep track of which ones you need to get. Like this is the thing, I guess. So, uh, but doing that to, um, allow the ride to be able to kind of be dynamically reconfigured just by them randomly changing the segments that sort of set the stage for them to be able to expand on that content. And we saw that as the sequel movies were coming out, they were mm -hmm. able to quickly react and add new content to the ride for each of those films. So there's segments in there that go at least all the way up through um, The Last Jedi. Is there anything for The Rise of Skywalker in there? I don't know that I've even been on that ride since that movie came out. But anyways, they can clearly kind of add new content and reconfigure the, the ride. So making its first Disney Plus property to uh, debut, uh, they're going to be adding Ahsoka Tano to the ride in some fashion. And that's actually all we know. We don't know what form that's going to take. She hmm. could be a hologram. She could be um, something that you see at the beginning of the ride, or there could be a, um, a series of clips that are part of the adventure hmm. that incorporate the Ahsoka show. But but they've confirmed that Ahsoka and the Ahsoka show will be making an appearance in there. So might be a safe assumption to say that we'll see additional characters from kind of the Mandoverse, including the Mandalorian and, and, and other sequences that's cool. make appearance on mm, that. So that's cool. Makes so sense. That's all, that's all coming. And I think I didn't get a clear date on that. They kind of just said it was coming. And I, my guess is it'll just be sometime next year. Um, Cal Kestis himself, uh, Cameron Mo Monaghan, Monaghan. I, you guys know I'm bad at names. So Monaghan. Um, I either typed it wrong or it's, Mungan. Um, anyways, he was at Ocala Comic Con 
And during a panel, he confirmed that they are actively developing the third installment of the Star Wars Jedi series of games. So we knew that there was supposed to be a third game. The original director had had commented that he had always envisioned it as a a trilogy. And uh, now we've got from somebody that continues to be involved with the game, because that original director is no longer with EA. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But um, Cameron has confirmed that they are working on number three. I don't know if he was supposed to say that, but he did. <laughs> and because Lucasfilm hasn't confirmed, nor has EA, neither of them have confirmed the statement, but pretty close to the source with this Oh, one. it's now happening because he said it and you just confirmed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's happening. Okay. So we've alluded to this several times throughout the show. Um, we've all so we we've all come to know the music that the cantina band plays you know when you say star wars music nine times out of 10 the song that pops into people's heads is the cantina song like that music has historically been referred to as jizz music um which at the time was a play on the word jazz and has since taken on additional meanings and which makes the 12 year old boy and all of us giggle every time we have to say it so the uh latest installment of the certain point of view books that we got. So this one focuses around the sort of tertiary characters in Return of the Jedi and builds on that. And it's I'm I'm doing the audiobook on this right now and it's it's good. And I've gotten through this story that we're going to talk about here. But um, there's a story in there that features around um, Max Rebo. So and in this one they stop referring to jizz music and refer to it as Jats. J-A-T-Z. So, um, jizz, jizz as a name for that style of music is going the way of Slave One and is now getting Boba Fett, Boba Fett starshipped and is being called Jats. Should we boycott? We love jizz. We <laughs> love jizz. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Just... we'll let you test the waters on that one and let us know how it goes. Okay. Um, now, to be fair, so Phil Stozak, who's the author of that particular um, story, because again, this, these books are a collection of short stories. Uh, so he's quite aware of the previous name and the fact that, that this was a, a, an avenue through which to change it. So in the story, he actually has a line that says um, that the music came to be known by many names, some less palatable than others. <laughs> so he even has a tongue-in-cheek reference to the fact that it's being referred to as something different, which to me, telegraphs that this was an intentional name change and that we will no longer be seeing in any official capacity the original name. They wouldn't have been that deliberate about making a comment like that if they weren't prepared to double down and say, this is now the new word. So um, now the term JATS actually wasn't made up for this particular story. It goes back to the 90s and appeared in um, Star Wars fiction before. But again... Now we're we're seeing, and I don't I don't have the actual reference of what it was in, but uh, my source for this did say that this wasn't the first time that that we saw it. So um, at one point in the story, Max mentions, um, you know, one where where we actually see it. He says, you know, one of any number of Jats standards that he knew by heart. So, um, I mean, is it is it just another type of music? Or they're like, just renaming it? Like we have like. R&B, hip hop, pop, country, right? I, I think is it like a genre? Like if, an extra genre? Yeah, if Star Wars is clever, they could leave it like that. I think we will stop seeing in an official capacity the word jizz used to refer to any music at all. Like that that word would be They could be just say it's old fashioned. Out. 
I no one listens to jizz anymore. But the, but the line, but the line in the in the story literally is quote came to be known by many names, some less palatable than others. So they were specifically saying this thing that we're now calling jats used to be called other things, and we're not going to say those things anymore. But they hmm. didn't specifically say jizz is. They, they did Ooh. not. They don't want to say jizz. They try not because, to. Right? Because if they had said the it, they would have said it. Jizz. <laughs> That's the whole point is to not say formally it anymore. Formerly known as. Yeah. The music, the music the... formerly known as. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, Joe, because Joe, I mean, you, you, your, your whole family is, you know, you come from a family of music musicians, right? Where is this going? Where is this going? No, no, family of it all, it all came from jizz masters. Yeah. I'm being serious here. Okay. Is the music that Max Rebo plays? Is it? Well, this book is calling Jets. But the music that Max Rebo plays, is it the same type of music that the Cantina band plays? So he was a musician for that Cantina band, but he was also appeared in other bands, right? We think he showed up in the Book of Boba that one um No, that's Barkwin Dan. That's, that's a different the, that's the cousin of Figrin Dan. But what I'm saying is the type of music that they're playing, mm-hmm. right? Is it uh I don't I don't know how to like describe the categorize the type of music that that would be other than you know the tempo or the beats per minute or whatever but structurally is that the same type of music as what the cantina band was playing in moss isley i would I think i would say i would no. i would argue if, no it's different if, it's, if, it, if, it, it's different. if it is different then jats and jizz are different I think then it therefore you can you can retcon this in your brain in your head canon any way you want. I'm telling you, they're not going to say the word jizz in an official capacity again. <sighs> but we know it's jizz. Jizz not being palatable is their perspective. Yeah. What? What was that? Disney. Cer- the book is called from a certain point of view. So fair. That, that should say it all right there. It's just a certain point go. of view. Boom. Boom. Jizz it is. It, so I will. For so we were actually all part of this too. So for anybody that was that listened to the, um, the, the costume clubs telethon last Christmas and holiday season, um, in the finale of that there was a version. There was a version of the Twelve Days of Christmas that were done, in uh, that that some of us actually had to sing lines in. I know John, you and I had to do that for sure and so mike our friend mike forrester was also one of the people that were on there and i believe his line was eight bith a jizzin remember we did so do that that video is still out there so go out to the 501st legions youtube channel go find the telethon from december and watch the finale the 12 12 days I of forgot about that the 12 days of life day or something like and that it was and highly and emphasized let, let oh. the comment oh he did it in hondo anaka's voice <laughs> So Alien. this whole thing, every time. So and because Lucasfilm was watching that, they were a part of that. This is all Hondo's fault. Uh, Th- this is the reason why. Yeah, it's, it's Wait, was it? Was that the morning we spoke to D? It, yeah, yeah. 
It was. Oh, so I was hammered. That's why I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You had to sing. You did. It was there. It's yeah, on YouTube. We nailed it. We nailed, I remember we nailed oh, we, it, but we totally I don't remember the event. Yeah. yeah. We were on. Um, we were definitely on. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I have actually met Phil Stozak a couple of times. I'm, there's no way I'm not going to ask him this question the next time I run into him. <laughs> What's up, what's up with your jizz, man? Eight, eight <laughs> maybe bits won't word of it that way. I maybe won't word it that way, but but yes, I will. Eight bits of jizzing. I got one right here. He blew himself <laughs> in the chat for the YouTube. It, in, the, in the chat for the YouTube, they've already shared the link to that video from last year. So because oh your bit is blue, he blew. Babadee, babadee. Yeah, you get it right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, there's the YouTube. Keep in mind, we're, we are not even halfway through the news, guys, so buckle up. Um, I'm not sure how we missed this one, but it is relevant because we'll actually dovetail this in a, a little bit later. But um, back in March of this year, so Karen McCarthy had filed a lawsuit for breach of contract against Lucasfilm. So she was originally offered gigs from both Disney and Apple for Acolyte and Sugar, respectively. And she decided to take the executive producer offer for Acolyte. But then um, her claim was that she was removed from the production without reason or without justification. Um, now, LFL has never said anything public about this. Um, I think it's actually still tied up in litigation to some degree. But what's interesting about this is buried in the court filings is a note that reads that the series would require her to be overseas for at least a year and probably several years, implying that there was potentially more than one season planned, assuming the show performed well. So now, additionally, if that wasn't enough of a hint... Later in the court filings, it literally says McCarthy accepted Lucasfilm's offer in part because Lucasfilm had assured her that the story arc of the show, as well as the company's business plans, called for the Acolyte to to run for multiple seasons. So I don't know that we've ever seen any confirmation outside of this that Acolyte was intended to be multiple seasons from the beginning. Well, I mean, it depends. We, We don't know what is written for that. You know, we don't know if there are several seasons written. Right. Or but if, if there's, there's like a Revan story or something down the but line. But if there are contracts at the executive producer level that imply um, there is intent to have multiple seasons, theoretically, they the, the, the idea being, look, if it does good, we're going to keep going. So, But isn't that what every show essentially does? That's what it, Andor's doing. That's what Ahsoka's doing. That's what Mando did. It It is, but I do think that they go in... Some projects, they go in thinking this is going to be one and done, and that's it, and that's their intent. Now, they might retool it later because it did better than they expected to or whatever and, and turn it into a multi-seasonal thing. But then there's other cases where they go into it saying, we are planning on doing more than one season, and they intentionally write season one to be an incomplete part of the overall arc. So she was yeah. apparently given... Um, what they refer to as the Bible for season one and story treatments for the full set of seasons as part of what she was given when she came onto the project. So, so she's seen content that goes beyond season one. Right. Mm. So that's rad. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, I, again, I ran it, I was looking at something else and um, saw a mention of this and then I went digging and found this from again, back in March and I shame on me for not catching it at the time, but Found it now. It's good. Yeah. Not out. Okay. So, um, literally, the entire rest of the news is about the strike. But what what I've got here is a breakdown, show by show, film by film, piece by piece. What is the impact to everything that we know of that in existence, Star Wars wise, as of where we're at right now with the strike? So, where um, are we right now? 
So where we are is that the Writers Guild of America has reached a tentative agreement with the studios pending the overall guild approval. So um, that was a little rough on the audio cue there, Stephen, but you can fix it in post. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, the ratifica ratification was originally scheduled for yesterday, Tuesday, the 26th. Um, they actually voted unanimously to ratify it, the, council, the WGA council, but now members have until October 9th to, um, to vote themselves. All indications are that this is going to pass and that this new agreement is going to go into place. But um, as part of this, so picketing stopped immediately from the WGA side. Now, anybody that follows us probably in, in our kind of circle of friends has probably seen that there's been continued picketing. That was actually on the SAG side, which is still ongoing. Um, in addition to that, the WGA has publicly stated that they are not going to return to work until the SAG strike is resolved. Meaning that like this agreement's done. We're signing off on this. We're still not coming back to work until SAG comes back to work. So just out of solidarity. Camaraderie. Yeah. There. Well, and to be fair, look, both SAG and WGA up until now have been very tight and have respected each other. Like the WGA strike started first and there they were did, plenty right? of SAG people that were out there on the picket lines with the writers before SAG came, went on strike themselves. And so it's like um, a mutual respect, it, mutual understanding. Yep. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. And and all of these guys are, are, are very tight. And there's people that are in the VXF business and video games. And like you, you go out to these picket lines and you encounter folks from all across the industry, whether they're actually a member of the particular, any of the particular unions or not. So yep. a lot of solidarity going on out there. Um, so, how does all of this impact Star Wars? So let's start with the movies. So we know that um, the WGA strike halted development of at least three projects. So Stephen Knight's script for Daisy Ridley's New Jedi Order film presumably just stopped altogether. And we don't know where, where that was in development at all. Um, presumably there were some high-level outlines, but we don't know what, how much of the script existed. Um, uh, Taika Waititi's unofficial Star Wars project, which he says exists and Lucasfilm has never really confirmed. Um, but that project, uh, which actually may have also included additional writers beyond Taika himself. Um, we still don't know a lot about that one, but presumably that one also halted. Um, and then the newly retooled Lando move, what's now a movie that was originally going to be a Disney Plus show, um, though that one was being developed, you know, and, and helmed now by uh, Donald and Stephen Glover. And also, I want to point out that as somebody else who's not on tonight's episode pointed, said, mentioned several weeks ago, they are not Danny Glover's kids. <laughs> so, um, wow. wow. So film, film wise, those are things that we know specifically have been impacted. Huh. Now there's, there's still Dave Filoni's film. And then there's still the uh, Dawn of the Jedi film. Now, presumably that last one is so far out on the horizon that we don't know what would have been taking place during the last several months on that one anyways. It might be irrelevant. Um, Filoni, we're probably, there were, was probably some impact there, but nothing that we know of for sure and for reasons that we'll get into when we start getting into some of the TV show stuff. So again, film-wise, we know that those three projects have had some kind of impact. Hmm. Um, the Mandalorian. So we know that pre-production for Mando Season 4 was quasi-started and then halted. It was originally stated to start slated to start filming somewhere between October and November, and that's obviously not going to happen now until at least early 2024, just because of impacts to you know essentially when the when the project stopped, every day that 
the strike went on, things more or less moved out at least a day into the future. And that's just not even accounting for the fact that projects start to collide because now you're trying to take things with published dates and starting to in the, way in the future and starting to squeeze them into less time that is available to still hit those dates. So um, writing, now as far as Mando season four, writing itself wasn't necessarily impacted per se, because we know Favreau presumably has long since written the stories. Um, but we also know that they're making adjustments on the fly as they film daily. Like they'll literally make story changes and like, and that is considered writing. And so those things cannot happen um, on set if the writer strike is saying that you can't, can't do writing. Cause that, again, that's considered writing itself. Um, one thing that's interesting to note is that this new deal um, that they've, that they've agreed to actually has specifically for TV shows, um, minimum staffing for the writer's room, meaning that you can't just have one person write everything. You are required to have multiple writers on a project as if it's tell, if it's episodic. So um, what we don't know for sure is whether or not season four was already contracted under the original writer's agreement, meaning that in that if that was the case, then they wouldn't have to add any additional writers. But if that hadn't happened yet, um, then now it would go in under the new contract and Favreau would be required to bring in additional people. Now, the way Lucasfilm works is they've got their story group, which is arguably kind of a bit of a writing room by itself. So it's not entirely far-fetched to consider that an extension of the writer's room. They may be able to just add names to the list, whether, you know, because they had conversations about it, whether they actually did any writing or not. So, um, so we'll, we, we don't know if that was, is going to be required or not. So Ahsoka, so where we saw the biggest impact to the Ahsoka show wasn't with the writing itself because they were long done by the time all this happened, um, but was rather with the marketing. So they had to do a red carpet event with no red carpet, no, no celebrities, no, no anybody. Um, right. So that definitely impacted their marketing push for the show. Um, so in addition to that, they did a supplemental mid-season fan screening just to try and drum up additional buzz, um, kind of hoping that the um, media influencers would kind of do the job in combined with what essentially became another fan screening for the beginning of the season, um, hoping that those two things combined would at least net out to enough publicity to keep the show going. Um, so, and I know that there was various degrees of solidarity throughout the influencer community on how, whether they were or weren't going to support that as well. So, Didn't they also open it up inside the theme park? I think in, in SoCal, uh, they, they have, there's an actual theater and they just said people, random people that just happened to be walking through the park that day. Hey, would you like to see a premiere episode? And they opened it up, gave them free popcorn swag. These aren't influencers, but they wanted to generate a hype. So people would hashtag it and share it organically. Yes. Yeah. Um, I know. I think that there were a lot of people that showed up at that event, even though it was in the park that were invited to come to the one in the oh. park, but I do think that they pulled some people. It was a mix. I think they pulled some people uh, off the streets and then they think they actually invited some folks to come I to see. that one. So, oh, yeah. um, so now we touched on this a little bit earlier. So word on the street is actually that there is specifically planned a second season of Ahsoka. Um, and not just because the show's doing good enough to justify it, which it seems like it is, but specifically because in Filoni's head, um, he needs to get some additional groundwork laid out before the heir to the empire film. 
season one by itself, plus the other content that's going to eventually dovetail in, isn't enough to set the stage for that film. He needs the second season of Ahsoka to continue to do, to do setup work for that. So that definitely hasn't started being written yet. Guaranteed that that one will be impacted by the writer's room concept. Um, and so there will have to be multiple writers brought in, even though Filoni's the head writer for that show. Now, Filoni's very comfortable with having a writer's room because for Clone Wars, there were multiple writers um, all working in concert with with each other. So I think he'd probably just run it like that. And, and arguably what we got out of the Clone Wars was great. So um, hopefully that's an environment that he's comfortable in and we don't see any kind of negative impact of that. So, I mean, to me, more voices means more things are better thought out. Um, even if you've got disagreements, there's at least better opportunity for consensus. So I am usually for the idea of having multiple people chime in on a script. It's not a new, a new idea for him, right? I mean, he has the history of bringing in multiple people, like you said. So right. That's, that's right. awesome. For, for Clone Wars, Bad Batch, all of it, there's always Only going to be a better end result. Yeah. Yeah. But that also, I mean, just tangent, if anybody's expecting to see things buttoned up with a nice pretty bow at the end of next week, guess what? So you're saying <laughs> we're already going in knowing that he needs to have more groundwork set for the film. There is no way we're going to get anything but a cliffhanger next week. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Speculation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Andor next on the line. Um, Andor was theoretically already written. Um, Tony Gilroy stepped out of production on May 1st and, and walked away. Um, the minute the strike commenced, uh, they had to continue filming for another two and a half months without any writers present um, to, to help make any kind of adjustments. And theoretically, they weren't allowed to make any adjustments. They had to just stick with the script. Um, Tony Gilroy never seemed to be particularly bothered by that potentiality. So maybe the way that he had things set up, he just was comfortable that it was going to be fine like that and not need that kind of adjusting. Um, but they still have about four to six weeks worth of filming left to complete. And that's not going to happen until the SAG strike is over. So that, that production is essentially halted. Now worth noting that they've presumably been working on post-production in the meantime for what they did get filmed. So they're still moving closer towards an end date. Um, that means there'll be less post that needs to happen on, you know, normally it would film all this stuff and then, and then start going heavy post. They're getting some of that post done now. So hopefully we don't see as major of an impact as, uh, as we would have from that, but we'll, we'll find out. Um, Acolyte. So filming for Acolyte wrapped around the same time that the strike started. So we don't actually expect that season to be impacted, but um, because of that article from uh, earlier about the lawsuit and how it was mentioning that multiple seasons, that means that the, um, the scripts for the future seasons, if nothing else, are going to have to go through that multiple writer room concept. You know, the 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 minimum staffing for the writers room. So they'll have they'll get additional eyeballs on those scripts, and knock on wood, hopefully that produces better scripts. Anyways, skeleton crew. Uh, so while filming is long since done and wasn't actually impacted at all for skeleton crew, um, it what we've seen here with this one is that they pushed it out. Because we're seeing a vacuum appearing out in 24 and 25, because things that should have been written now, filmed in the meantime, and then airing later, those are now being pushed out. So they're taking the timeline of everything that was even what was already done and starting to stretch that stuff out. So they pulled Skeleton Crew into early 24. We actually don't have an official air date for Skeleton Crew at this point. Um, 
assumptions are that we're looking at roughly Q1 of 24 sometime. So maybe, but that could still be as late as March. Although that is, we've seen shows start in Q1 and have done fine. So, you know, we'll see. They're just trying to kind of help plug, plug holes in the schedule in the void. Um, Bad Batch. So we believe that all the voice recording for Bad Batch season three was done prior to any of this happening. So we don't actually think that there was any impact to the show. It's all with animation, which isn't um, involved in any of the strikes. But I didn't want to touch on all this other stuff and not at least point out that the Bad Batch is still, as far as we know, on schedule. So who knows? Maybe this is one thing that isn't going to move on the timeline and we'll, we'll still get that when we were hoping to. I didn't realize all the voice was recorded already. <laughs> they are... As far as I know, they're done. Wow. Um, now, Tales of the Jedi, not as fortunate. So we know that we're getting more episodes of that show, but as far as we know, nothing for that has been recorded yet. Um, so it's not specifically clear how that's been impacted. The SAG strike is definitely impacting it because none of those voice actors are allowed to do anything um, if they're a member of SAG. So it's possible that they simply hadn't planned to start anything yet, but it's um, also likely that there will be some impact just because of the, the time delays. Um, and the same thing goes for Star Wars Visions, although there is probably a little bit of protection around that one just because of the international nature of that. The SAG strike might not actually stop many of those studios from producing content. So yeah. um, so Visions might be the one thing that we know of that's completely immune, immune to all of it. So and uh, so that's, as, that's it as far as all the shows are concerned and how the WGA strike has impacted things that, that we know so far. But let's not forget that there's still another strike ongoing with the Screen Actors Guild. Um, they're not, the, the WGA writers are not going to go back to work until the SAG strike itself is resolved as well. Um, and uh, I originally, in my notes, had a, had a note that's saying that as of now, like SAG had no confirmation that there was any negotiation going to take place. But I got some late breaking news. Um, so SAG now has a meeting scheduled with AMPTP on October 2nd, which is next week. So Ooh. we could see negotiations starting to move quickly once that happens. So fingers crossed. Hmm. And that is it for the news. Wow. 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 Man, my brain is melted. Thank you, Rainy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that any self-respecting writer just stopped having ideas just because they're on strike. Correct. If right. anything, if, if anything, I, I think they probably took what's happened in the last five months into account to like, imagine writing a story about rebellion <laughs> And you're actually like living it, right? Like it, gives you if, some, it gives you some new perspective too. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we're probably just going to have even better stories coming out. Emotional content. Yeah. If anything, Japan Celebration 2025 is going to be lit. Yep. They're just going to come out at once. Yeah. Hope we're working by then. Um, Can you imagine? Just boom, 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 like everything coming out all at once. It's gonna be Ramey, heavy. Was there any? I I know you don't. Ramy does the news. Echo does the news. Record does the rumors. <laughs> was there anything in there about Kathleen Kennedy? No, not one mention at all. 
Just want to stir that pot in either direction. Yeah. The which is interesting. We've not seen like there was no no quote from her, nothing nothing at all. So at most it was just quote unquote Lucasfilm as a company, not her as a representative of the company, which might be telling. I'll report back once I have more concrete information. <laughs> over the centuries, and I can safely say your aptitude for the Force would fall short of them all. Alright guys, this week's episode review is Ahsoka Season 1, Episode 7, Dream- A Land of Dreams and Madness. Uh, original air date, September 26th, 2023, and an episode runtime of 46 minutes. This episode was directed by Gita Vasant Patel. Written by Dave Filoni with music by Kevin Kiner. Uh, guys, let's go around. Roundtable. Thoughts. What did you guys think about this episode? Let's start with uh, John. Uh, I personally uh, liked this episode a lot. Um, <clears throat> had some cool moments. Um, I liked uh, there was a healthy amount of fighting in it, which is I feel like a lot of us want to see lightsabers and, and blaster deflection and stuff like that. Um, so that was cool. Um, there were a lot of good moments. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'll, I'll let someone else continue. Cause there's plenty to talk about. Go ahead, Joe. Um, Got to mention, I was expecting to see, I was not expecting to see Anthony Daniels. Like, I mean, that was, that was cool yep. because we've, we've been seeing a lot of Chris Bartlett, right? There was sort of like assumed this handover, passing of the baton type thing. But to see him back <laughs> was cool. However, I got to say this. That whole scene or tribunal thing where she was getting reprimanded um, and then yeah. all of a sudden 3PO comes in with a message from Senator Organa uh, Leia, right? Um, it almost didn't need to happen. Like just the way, it, the way, it, the way it, it, it was kind of anticlimactic. I was watching it. I was like, oh, cool. C3PO. Okay, cool. I would well, rather he, her. He saved it. He saved her butt though. That was the thing that, like, cause she was like, I can only do so much in the previous episodes. And then yeah, all yeah. of a sudden she comes with, through yeah. and is like, I mean, like, oh, yeah, I know okay why it. it's all good. I know why, but I'm okay with <laughs> bad news. Let her get fired. And let her be, go back to being a rebel and just breaking rules. Yeah, that could never be canned. That could have been the setup for yeah, the Rangers, yeah. the Rangers of the New Republic, or whatever oh, they want to be told that to be. Like, let her be fired. She's 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 Hera. She's but she's maybe there's than, more to it, you know. All of those. I I think it was just kind of a eh, just a eh, scene. Yeah, it was. But, but you're right though. There were some really good pieces to the whole episode, and I like seeing Anthony Daniels. So if that's the excuse we got to do to get him in there, I'm okay with that. Was that Anthony Daniels in the suit or was it yeah. just his voice? Yeah. It was, it was yeah. him in the suit. It was, oh, yeah. okay. Chris Bartlett posted a picture later yesterday. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, of him. Confirming it. Basically. Yeah. Like, exactly. Uh, this is the man. Okay. This is, okay. you know, like, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like bow down. Right. Yep. So, so it gets um, a pass. That scene gets a pass. Yeah. That guy, he like retires yeah. and then comes back and then retires. And you, like you, Jordan and Brett You Barth, can't dude. retire from that. Yeah. 
Yeah. As long as you can get in the suit, I think he's going to do it forever. You know, just just, think, just like that. Just like don't eat cheeseburgers. Ones. Just stay really thin. I think Filoni hey. wanted an, a, a reason to say that he got to direct Anthony Daniels as C-3PO or, or write for one him. Of, or one of whatever whatever his involvement was, like to, to be on a show with him. One of the so, final OGs. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, he yeah. did have Mark Hamill, right? In the other ones, but, yeah. How about that Ahsoka training? When she's on the ship and going through light speed and she's doing all the Ooh. forms and stuff. And there's that like, video that Anakin, I like that. I like that. And there's 20 videos. And Ramey, that was you the think? last one. Yeah. What'd you think of the episode, Remy? Eh. Remember <laughs> how a couple email? episodes back I was th- saying that, oh, that one episode no. could have been. Okay, so here's 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 the thing. So oh, no. as, this could have been a PDF attachment. Tear it up, Remy. Tear it up. <laughs> As I understand it, and only Filoni knows the truth, um, originally the show was going to be six episodes long. What we've been given was eight episodes, and I think we figured out which two were not originally part of the Jesus. I think we figured out which two were emails. So we'll, we'll, okay, so tell me, how did the occurrence, how did the events of this episode, and I know John's just going to want to talk about Balin, whatever, the show's not called Balin, it's called Ahsoka. So how Bailey did the events skull. how did the events of last night's episode move the story forward at all? They're still on the planet. Sabine still found Ezra. Like well, Hera's Hera got out of trouble. I guess that's important, maybe, or maybe not. Like how did we advance the story towards some kind of conclusion? Hold the phone though. We knew they were gonna be there for three rotations, so we're getting each rotation, right? Each episode is basically a rotation. That's a choice. Didn't the have to one, be that the way. One, what, and then what, we could have had one episode one. cover three rotations if they wanted to direct. But and write maybe it that there's way. there's more to it. Well, you know? don't, I think really the only significant piece, which I think we'll probably get to, is when Balin basically said, "Shin, go handle your business. You're on, You're on a, different, on a different, different path." Yeah. He basically yeah. like released her, and but what I was does like, that mean? What? Yes, yeah. but, but but thirty seconds worth of useful like relative re- relevant story doesn't make a full forty minute episode. Like, well, I mean, like that. We could have had that. Action. We could have had that at the last part of last episode or the beginning of the next one too. I'm just saying. I, I it felt it felt like filler. I just want to see where the story's going, and they didn't give us anything. I and it was it was the I, epiphany and realization that Ahsoka lived. Right? He thought in his mind she's dead. Now he yeah. realizes, oh crap, she's alive. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a bunch of reveals that are happening for the characters within. We already know what's right. happening. We're right? we're witnessing everyone. You know, find Getting, out that so and so is alive, or so and so is not dead. Right. Yeah. yeah, but it's not like a big reveal. Like, I'm your father. Right. One so. one thing I didn't like that that I I, I don't know if Ramey agrees or not, but <laughs> Steven, one you thing. Can go well, next show. <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, oh, I'm I'm okay with filler. Sorry. I'm okay with filler episodes <laughs> in a 22 episode season. When we get eight episodes, two of them that don't move the story forward is a stretch. Steven, what do you want to say? Steven, please. Go. I mean, I kind of agree with Raimi this time. There was a lot of Oof. moments in this episode where I was just kind of sitting there like, oh, this is really cool. This is getting good. And then the next scene, it's just like, and this is, uh, you know, I'm, just, I'm, ha- I'm having a blank stare because that's my Sabine face, which is like when Ezra's like, oh, tell me more. And Sabine's like, uh, no, no, I don't want to tell you that, that's that. We'll talk about you know, that. Tomorrow. It's complicated. 
like oh. even even the night troopers like i think everybody was riding the high thinking oh they're zombies or whatever and then we saw them die and they didn't turn into a puff of gray or green smoke well so, we don't know what they're, they're all dead it, on the planet it sounded like tk's though i was expecting their voice to be like enox because this is unique brum, brum, brum. but they it's sounded the, it's like the gold that makes them unique. I, we'll see yeah. we'll see you might they might raise we'll, them all we'll from see. the dead you never know maybe it's night sisters maybe, yeah maybe the next episode starts and they all get back up in which case that would actually add some value to this episode <laughs> well before you judge you know let Maybe it it's just a little bit. I will say that I will say that uh, uh, the direction that so if like let's go back to the to the the previous email episode that Ramey was talking about. <laughs> mm. uh, you know so the direction that um, Hayden Christensen got from Dave Filoni versus the direction that he got from George Lucas. You could tell as an actor, it was night and day. Yeah. Fair, but in that episode that was an email, we only got like a little bit of content of Hayden. Like it was just like Hayden's the meat of Hayden's performance was in it the was next the next one, gold. which was super yeah. good. It was all so, gold. Yeah. Which was clearly one of the original six scripts. <laughs> but the point the point that I want to make is that is it is it this episode's writing or is it this episode's directing? Because I I feel like Sabine uh, with her convert, with her conversation with Ezra, was it could have been such a pivotal and critical moment in, I mean, in Star Wars history, because you've got these two characters who have not seen each other for ten years, and most of their conversation is just, oh, well, I'll tell you another time, or I can't yeah. really tell you. Versus, 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 Ziono. Uh, Senator Ziono in the beginning, I felt I like him. his I felt like his <laughs> acting was overacting, where he's yeah. just screaming like a baby for no reason. Uh, so, I don't know. I so wanted maybe more. It's the acting, yeah. I, I wanted more. Um, that being said, there was a lot of cool nods. I mean, like I loved hearing Chopper saying "What? What?" <laughs> When they were like, you know, droids don't yeah. count or something. Yeah, he was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he's holding him back. Uh, yeah. Carson's holding him back. Car- like, oh, no, I, no, yeah. it's cool. I, I love Carson Tava's character. Like, he's just great every minute yeah. he's on screen. And I, I, what I will say is I liked Ahsoka more in this episode than up until now. Like, I actually feel like the transition from the gray to the white, I feel like there is now some intentional work going into her character to make this version of her more likable than the one before, which I'm okay with that. If they're doing that, it was just a little hard to get there until now. So, but if that's the case, then I, I am seeing it. She, she was, seems happier, more content, just smi- honestly smiled for the first time in the show mm-hmm. in this episode. So, uh, what's the name, what's the name of the, the creatures again? Do you guys remember the name? Howard? Howard? No, 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 yeah. no. The, the oh. little rock. The rock lobster dudes. Oh, Dude, um, Michelangelo, Donatello, <laughs> Leonardo, <laughs> Leonardo. The, is Raphael. it the Nodi? The no- Naughty? The Nodi? The Naughty Naughty. Yeah. Dude, they're cute, man. Those little guys <laughs> hey, are cute. I Okay. Last episode, I did not want to like them. And then so going into this week, I was like, I really don't want to see these they're guys. Cool. They grew on you me. You were rooting they, for them. Yeah. Dude, when the wanna... one dude got shot down, you're like, no. Yeah, like, I no, really. Everyone stop. And the one, mo- the one that comes out and like wants to like, like comes out to see if Ezra's okay and 
he's got he's that like, yeah, I'm okay. yeah. yeah. He's like pushing I, back I, in i like that moment yeah. um, dude, dude one thing i didn't like about ezra uh why why won't he take a saber back why won't he take a saber back take your saber he's force kung fu man you're no you're a jedi no, dude grab the got saber out. yeah he got shin hati was like poof yeah and, and threw him against well, the I mean, wall. Dude, people knocked get knocked out. Sh- Obi-Wan got knocked out by Kaduku. Sure, Everybody sure, gets knocked sure. out. Grab the it's saber, fine. bro. You're a Jedi. Grab the Did saber. Did you see him stop I... her saber? He went... Yeah. yeah he went... Dude, that was sick. <laughs> yeah. I but think... Imagine if he had his saber. Dude, he... They had to give us a moment where he said no to it so that when he does take it the next time, it's more monumental. Or, it's more or, like... Or that is it's... cementing but, that but it's a beast. But that is so formulaic. If Sabine's that's the way that they do saber. It. Sabine's Sabine's saber. saber. Yeah. Boom. No, it's yours. I gave I, it to you. I, I don't have, want it. Blah blah blah. I, I have done. a. I have like this. Like this headcanon belief that once a Jedi passes on a saber, it's that's it's it. No longer that's theirs. That's it. Okay. That's so why Ahsoka went and built new sabers rather than going and and un undigging. You know, digging up her old ones, essentially. So, do we think that right? he's made another one and he just didn't pull it out yet? Maybe. Mm. How would he have? He'd have to have a, access to a crystals. Well, somehow, I know, right? but we outside of the cartoon. Peridia never, is an ancient somehow, planet. Somehow with everybody lots gets of... a crystal somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah, but you never he's know. Been stuck on that planet, I don't know. Never say never. Maybe Peridia uh, has an ancient Jedi temple. If there's Dathomiri witches we'll on there, we only have one episode to cram everything. There's in. gotta be everything. No, in I the think next we've one. established there's there's one episode to set up the cliffhanger, and then an entire another season to set everything. To That's everything right. else. Uh, so he's gonna have his Luke Skywalker moment where he like throws his hand up, and then Chopper's gonna shoot another lightsaber out <laughs> as he does a, a somersault. Yeah, captures it. Um, I thought it was. I mean, it was okay. Uh. You can't about, really can't really expect much from the penultimate episodes, because well, kinda... what about so the Balin thing, right? Balin basically lets Shinhati go. Cool. Balin bailed, ba- But when he bailed, so he fights Ahsoka, and Ahsoka admits that he she can't beat him, which is kind of a cool moment because it's like, oh damn, this dude's like for real. Well, for did real, she say, real. or did she say, do, do I have to, or something like that? No. Like, what, I, well, what did she actually say? What were the well, words? Well, he says, you can't beat me, and she's like, well, maybe I don't have to, or something like, I know, but maybe something I don't like have that, to. Something like that, right? And then I don't she know does, if she confesses. She just, I think and that's that. where, uh, what's his name comes down, Hu Yang comes down with the ship and starts blasting, and so he, he kind of gets blown away, and she jumps away. She jumps on the howler and bounces. I think that's kind and, of a Jedi thing to do, though, is not necessarily, because <laughs> she, she's not there to fight him. She's there to go get... Sabine and Ezra, right? Like, she, she's like, hey, we're we're on this planet. I need to go to them. Hu Yang, Hu Yang, yeah. Huge. The, the, chat, the chat has an interesting theory. What if that is a crystal on Balin's belt, and that becomes Ezra's new crystal? I, I don't think it is. Just because it's, it's like, I have a question for Joe because I really want everybody. Everybody's been asking what's what's Balin's endgame, right? But there's something on this planet that is making the the great mothers, the night sisters, that they want to leave. Okay. Right. And Balin is like, can't you hear it? Can't you feel it? Can't you see it? What if Balin becomes the next Bendu? Mm. Come on. Or what if or what if the Zepho are there? What if he becomes the father? I 
I heard that. Yeah, I heard Anakin. that theory. Anakin's the father. Anakin, Anakin was the, supposed to be okay, the father. Okay, he becomes the son. He's too old. <laughs> the older the son? son. We don't even know where the son is. <laughs> Anakin's supposed to be the daughter, right? Well, I mean, the Zepho not, thing. No, Anakin's the I don't know that it's Ahsoka that's the daughter because Morai, the bird. She has the energy of the daughter in her. Is the, is the daughter. So you don't I, so know maybe what happened to the son. The we've never seen any any sign of where the son went. This is true. But I think the Zepho tie-in is cool. And I think that's more relevant because it's it's like a Zepho temple, right? Where where the yeah. Miri are, the the witches are, or the mothers are. And what if he, what Balin is talking about is the Zepho stuff? That 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 is unbeknownst to the the person watching yet because we don't we haven't mentioned anything. I right? think that's my theory. Yeah. You think it's gonna be, be Zepho cool. stuff, not Bendu? Zepho. I don't think it's Bendu one. And yeah, going back to my Bendu's theory. Over. Going back to my theory that Thrawn's not actually the ultimate bad guy that we're going to have to deal with at some point. Have introducing, you, the, Zepho, introducing the Zepho. You think they're going to have to team up? Thrawn and everyone's going to have to team up, and I they're going to have gonna, to I think, battle I, together. I think you mean ultimately, like Thrawn and the Shadow Council, like everybody. Battle I think, the Ze- I think Zepho it's going to take every, everybody's going to realize that there's something way worse than their little squabble, and they're going to have to band together. Be but like, that's but that's the movie, and we still got a whole other new season. Empire worth of episodes between now and then. So I think we'll, we'll go all the way into the movie thinking that Thrawn's the bad guy. So is, before Thrawn we get, gonna, is Thrawn going to get to leave this planet? If you had to guess as, as he leaving? Oh, for sure. Peridia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they yeah. have, they have the hyperspace. Arc, yeah, so, so, the so he's going to show up. Doc ring, whatever. Dude, what about the, <laughs> what about the space whales? Just like saying, we're out. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was her ride. So she has to hitch a ride with them. They're all gonna hitch a ride all, on the camera. So yep. I think I think literally the cliffhanger at the end of the episode next week, and this is Ramy's Ramy's the uneducated theory. I do not know something. But Raimi's like the last uneducated theory. The last thing we're gonna see is they're gonna come out of hyperspace over the new republic. Corellia. Or not Corellia. Yeah. Uh what's uh, the what's the name of the planet? Chandrilla? Uh, Coruscant. Not Chandrilla, not Where's the New Republic in Coruscant? It's in Coruscant. Chandrilla. Oh, in the, in the sequel films, the it's ones not. that blow it's, up. Yeah. yeah uh, um, um, they um, moved um, it off of. They moved Zeno's, it off of, Zeno's planet. Uh, 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 Hosnian Prime. Hos- Hosnian. Yeah, yeah. That's what system, got blown up in right. the in the sequels. Starkiller so. Base. Right. Wait, who's um, gonna appear there? What are you saying is gonna appear? I'm saying I'm saying Thrawn's ship. The last thing we're gonna see is him arriving. It's gonna yeah, be the just, it's gonna be the oh shit moment where he arrives and the new republic's like ooh they were because right because the chimera fits inside that ring that's the whole point of that ring is to get the chimera out yep of uh, that. cockpit docking ring correct which is currently yeah. hovering that shaft of a building it's docked for it's sure inserted. it's docked um, hard docked hard docked sealed. And if we don't no get an after vacuum. credit, if we don't get an after credit scene showing somebody feeding Sabine's cat, I'm gonna riot. That, it's a wild animal. The cat fine. will survive. That cat yeah. cannot use the elevator to get down from the top of that tower. Yeah. Just cats saying. will jump, bro. Cats that will cat jump. Cat can jump. That's, Thir- that's yeah, like a hundred feet, a hundred stories, whatever. It'll land on its 30 feet. Stories up or whatever. It might saying. not survive, but it's gonna land on its feet. Uh, we'll do a quick, uh, quick breakdown. Let me see. Oh, We're really? Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, we're breaking it down pretty hard. I thought right we now. did. Yeah. C3PO, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
for, for the sake of, ex- of expediency, let's not break down the entire episode. Okay, that's I think fine. we should just keep highlighting. Uh, what do you guys um, think about the um, yeah. uh, Ahsoka training or the the Anakin training? That was kind of cool, dude. Dope, dope. Right? She's got twenty of them. She said. She's got videos. videos. Yeah, yep. I like that. They showed the like little box. She basically demand. has her own Hunter hard drive, <laughs> and a, she has twenty <laughs> videos <laughs> that she's kept. Right? It's, it's a zoom. It's a zoom. That's a Zoom. Like Star Wars has. There you go. Do you hey, guys how about think... those? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you guys think that she'll give that to Luke? No. No. No? Is that hers? No, she's not, she's not hers. tight with Luke. Yeah. She'll make a recording. She's, not tight with Luke. she's tight with Luke. She'll make, she'll make a recording. She's like, here. Copies? Here's a, here's a copy. Here's, here's a, a floppy CD. disk. Yeah. Here's a floppy disk. <laughs> she's going to make Luke a mixtape with it. <laughs> I'm not in love. How about no, those I, bandits? Which ones? We got a better the, look the, at them this time. The, oh, red, the red bandits, mm-hmm. the horned bandits. I I, Dude, I like them a lot. I like them. Um, They've got like Japanese what, armor. What Tema. is what? Okay, so Thrawn asks the Night Mothers again to like locate Ahsoka, and and the Night Mothers were just like, "Yes, Master Lord Thrawn, Grand Admiral, blah blah blah." Like what? Whatever you need. What is he doing with these Night Mothers? That they're just resurrecting the, they are catacombs. so wrapped around his finger because he's helping them get off world mm-hmm. that, not just them but also the catacombs like or the, what the the, the bodies the, the right? bodies of all the uh, night sisters are, probably are we the sure, night brothers are we sure that's the cargo pretty oh, sure and so like okay, it catacombs. so they look like coffins to me somebody somebody corrected me because i was saying that oh maybe it's night brothers but somebody was telling me i got corrected the that, Zabrak are not. Yeah, yeah the 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 Zabrak yeah. are native to the planet called right. Dathomir. They wouldn't be on this planet. Right, right. they're not. Who's on this they have planet? nothing to do with it. Yeah, so well, those are the night sisters. Well, night sisters. There's a part where where they're walking by with one of those coffins or whatever, and the the sound intensifies. It starts to like vibrate as it passes by, like as it's passing by, and then it like. You know, dies down well, again. That, you know, it's the hovering, TK, hovering. The, the stormtrooper is that what that is? Kind of, it hit the ground and skidded a little. Might bit. Have hit. Yeah, you never yeah. know. How well, tall are well, the Zepho? They're tall. big. They're big, right? Yeah. So they're probably yeah. that's the probably not what's are, in those coffins. So. No, the I statues think are. So. Yeah, that big robot yeah, thing in Bad Batch season two was definitely oh, dude, big. That thing was a planet destroyer. Yeah, in Bad Batch. Yeah, I really yeah. like the the Nodi. The little, um, the little guys, yeah, yeah, little guys. Like, like my, I at first, I was, I was really like, you know, was it the fact that they were wearing clothes or, or it was what, a little was... bit. I was like, oh, look at this cheap like knockoff of Ewoks. But then this week, they're, they're I was just cool. like, they're I was cool, like, oh, yeah. they're just like Ewoks. I need to go back and look at their clothes because it kind of looks like like Paperboy, like Corner Street Boy, nineteen twenties. Yeah, like, they look like newsies. A little, yes. a little pocket wash. We're turtles stuck in space, say. Hey, sure. we, we have cute places, say. Hey. Um, Leave my half-dome turtle shell, say. <laughs> I really like that uh, Balin pulled a fast one over even Thrawn. Because even Thrawn was like, where is Lord Balin? Where is Balin, right. Yeah. But dude, he cool. just said, I don't care, we're leaving. Yeah, that that was his reply. That was really, really the whole point of he this episode. Leave, yeah, was to just to buy time behind. for Thrawn. 
so that Thrawn could get to his eighty-five yeah. percent or whatever it was. Um, in the chat on the YouTube, uh, Kendall Kopich said that, that we actually got she pointed out correctly that we got our first uh, mention of Ventress in the, in the, in the Anakin recording. Good catch. Yep. 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 So that's cool. That was very I did, cool. I did notice that at the time. Didn't what? Didn't they say that she died in Solo? Mm, I don't think so. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. Uh, so. Who's Who's the one that? Uh, Aura um, Singh. Aura Singh. Oh, that was Aura Singh. Oh, the yeah, uh, bounty Aura. hunter. Yeah. Aura yeah. Singh, right. So this is the, the first live action for Ventress. <clears throat> yeah. Her yeah, first I, know what happened to her. I heard a theory that uh, uh, she, she Shin... died in the book, didn't she? Yeah, no, that could be way wrong. I, I, I heard a theory that Shin she, was she um, the daughter of uh, Balin and, 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 and a night sister. Ah. And a night sister. What? Yeah. I don't know. Wait, so what? I think some things mm. don't have to be forced. I, I like. I don't think a father would give up a daughter like that. The howlers that that the two of them were riding on matched their wardrobe. Hers was light oh. gray and his was black. Black and black and white. Wow. Well, that's like the wolves, right? The 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 wolf that yeah, the sun and the moon. Yeah. Doom so, was white yeah. and the others were dark. Yeah. So hers um, was lighter. I'm that... happy that Enoch got some more screen time. That guy's pretty cool. The Enoch. internet seems to love Captain Enoch. Well, Ooh. I guess the internet's divided <laughs> on it a little bit, but yeah, I'm not. A... It's okay. How about Shin almost cutting Ezra's head off, but he just gets she just gets a little bit of the hair. And he does like the singe. the singe thing, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, ooh, close." Well, <laughs> Ezra's, really cool. always, Ezra's always been kind of a little cartoon. I mean, he's Re- Rebels is how we got to know he's him. A cartoon character for sure. A cartoon character, and he's kind of bringing <laughs> that forward a little bit. You know, they, kind of a little jokey. They had to give us a reason for him yes. to have to cut his hair and shave his beard so he actually looks like Ezra by the he end of the season. He is very joke. Yeah, right. Just to to Hey, here's a question for you guys. Like, like to me. What we're seeing on screen is Ezra. Do you feel that way, or do you feel like no, it's 100%. somebody that's playing? I do. Yeah, I do. I do. No, no. I do. It's, it's Ezra for sure. Yeah, it is I Ezra, agree. right? He's epic. He's an epic Ezra. I think he's a perfectly cast, hundred percent. Which yeah. is why it takes me out a little bit when he's on screen with the live action people like Shin, uh, or the like- TKs and stuff. It's like it's well, like brid- it's, it's bridging the <laughs> it's, it's bridging. bridging the gap. <laughs> oh, that joke! I see what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> see. Yeah, Balin. Yeah, see. P- so it's an Brian email. Brian was upset. PDF. No, this is not an email PDF episode. This is a great news episode. of the week. Brian. Brian was upset. Brian was upset, but no, but he says because Balin basically like fell over and she got away. And it's like, wait a minute. Hu Yang flew no. in with the T6 and, and shot down, bah, 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 and basically blew him off his feet. And he was, you know, he, he did fall, but, and she hopped think, on a howler and took off. So I think Balin was really L- surprised respect. that Asuka, that Asuka, 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 Langley, freaking furry egg. Oh my gosh. Anyways, um, like, like I think he was surprised that she survived. Like, hey, I killed you. I watched you die, and now you're back. But he he's said not it too, too surprised. You he know, said, he's not this too, is too a surprise because you know, because you know, Jedi's kind of can trickery and stuff like that. But I think he, he had to recalculate. There was a point there 
where he stops and pauses as, as Ahsoka rides away. And he's not just saying, oh, crap. He's like recalculating everything now. He had an original plan, which was to send Shin. And now he's like, I just sent Shin to her death. Right? Because originally well, it was supposed to be Shin and the Troopers. 3v1 all of a sudden, right. Yeah. It was supposed to be Shin and the Troopers to kick their butt. Now it's changed. And he's like, ah. I think he realizes he made a mistake. He's like, a miscalculation. And, um, and he's having to adjust his plans now. But he took off. He's like, uh, I better get going. So I don't know, man. He's got a sense of urgency now that I don't think he had before. Do you think yeah. it was, do you think it's that he messed up or that he's, he's like, forget all this. None of this matters. I just got to stick to my plan. I think that, I think it's, I think he's still sticking to his plan, but. And, and he has limited troopers too. He's Ahsoka, like, why am I wasting time on these people? Bring them Ahsoka back. Ahsoka surviving threw him off. He mm. was not expecting that. Uh, I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was what do you guys think about Ahsoka this time not fighting with a lightsaber against Shin? Because the last time that we saw Shin and Ahsoka face each other is when Ahsoka really gave in to her hate and her fear. And, you know, she forced, choked her, forced through her against the thing. And, and that's what caused her to lose her footing against Balin, right? This time, she didn't give in to that. She didn't even pull out her lightsaber against Shin. She effectively reached her hand out and sent, said, come with us. We can help. I can um, help you. Which yep. I don't think she would have done before mm. she interacted with Anakin. So this is right. uh, Ahsoka the White, right? Ahsoka the Wise. Ooh. Yeah. I'm okay with well, her slaughtering people, though. It's all, it's all good. Give me half and half. I'm cool with it. I, I, yeah. I, I think it's kind of goes back to, um, like Sindula getting fired and all that. Like, like let bad things happen. It doesn't let have to roll. be all good. Right. Well, it, it, it needs to. Uh, uh, I think within the time frame they have, they have to make it make sense. Like, if it was like, like Ramy said, 22 episodes, maybe they would go down, for, take more risks, and take different roads to, to find a to, way to bring them back and redemption. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. take roads that take, end up in the same place, but take longer to get there. Cause there's more things going on type of thing. The but, only thing missing when Sindula got saved is Jason coming in. Mommy, guess what? I'm a Jedi now. And then yeah, they yeah. live happily ever I've after. I've been training you know with what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Lies. I, I do want to see Ezra and Jason meet for the first time. That moment will be, Impact, Guess who's got impactful, a new impactful if it's done well. You need a teacher, right? Guess who that, has a new that would be that would be something I'd want to see before the end of the next episode. Oh, we just wrote it. It's I, happening. I want to be a Jedi. Oh, come on, kid. Let yeah, me tell you, I, let me tell you. Let me tell you about my master. There's oh. got to be something that Ezra can say to him that's just going to make everybody lose their mind and cry. Um, and I just want to see Ezra kneel down in front of Jason and deliver that line, and, and you know that he's going to take him under his wing. You look just like your dad. Yeah. Well, his dad you, was his master, you, right? So you you remind me of a good... Jedi I used to know or something like hey, that. I don't know. Do you think we'll see Ezra at some point kneel down, shave his beard, pull back, his, yeah. cut his hair? Season two. Ooh. The season two, you know, I mean, tomorrow. Yeah, or not, not first, next week, I mean. The first time we meet, we see, you know, like the end of the next episode, 
Thrawn's escaped, but somehow they've all been rescued and whatever. And we see the whole ghost crew together. And then Jason's standing there next to Hera. Ezra's walking off the ship and he's all clean shaven and he sees Jason walks up to him. We hear the force soundtrack, the force theme start playing. Mm -hmm. And then he kneels down in front of Jason and just says, hello there. (laughs) Jeez. Oh my gosh. I think that does it for us today, guys. Uh, If you enjoyed listening to the show, feed that algorithm leave a review and give us five stars on your podcast app. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our road to 1000 contests is underway and there's still time to enter. Just subscribe, hit subscribe right now and you can be entered to win an alpha ignition helmet of your choice casted by the dad batch. You can follow me at Stevie.kicks on Instagram, sometimes Twitter, Gentlemen, let the listeners know where they can find you. John? Uh, I guess Alpha Ignition on the socials. I was going to announce where we we're going to be in December, but I guess we're not there yet, so oh, we'll do that later. We're not? Are we? Yeah. Should we? Well, you can find me at LA Comic Con with the rest of the boys at some point, right? No? Oh, we're doing that, right? right. Yeah. Are we, are we going to do this? We can, yeah, we can do it on the fly if we want to. Yeah. Remy, Remy, where can listeners find us? Okay, so um, first and foremost, you can find us for the remainder of this week until the end of the month at the Starlight Children's Foundation oh. link that's linked from the top of the dadbatch.com. So go there, get your donations in. We still have to the end of the month to hit our goal. And remember, every dollar that we bring in for Starlight is being matched dollar for dollar. So every dollar you donate turns into $2 that go to Starlight up to $50,000, which is our goal. So, so do that. And then I guess we're going to talk about, we'll see everybody at LA Comic Con and we'll have more to share on this as we get a little bit closer, but the dad batch will be making an appearance there in an official capacity. So stay tuned for more on that. Awesome. And Joe, where can people find you? Dad batch pod and uh, check out starlight. Those that don't know, go check it out it's an incredible organization and they're doing amazing amazingly good stuff for little kitties that are not doing so well they could use your help awesome thank you again everybody for listening to episode 59 of the dad batch podcast be sure to tune in next week for episode 60 and until next time enjoy your spice responsibly 